Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at uh, Brupolo over in Tupelo. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at the Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Uh, over there in uh, Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie. Robbie, yes. If uh, Brupolo was in Trinity, yeah, it would be a little weird. Yeah. Instead of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it would be the Christmas tree cakes, the albino squirrel, and blueberry cobbler coffee. Yeah, I think I don't. What? We just compared God to coffee. Well, you said Trinity. Uh, Yeah, I I was maybe going to go more of a Matrix thing. I was like, Trinity's just outside of Neo or something. I don't know. But oh, you were going movies. I I I, I I was going Holy Trinity. I wasn't going Holy, or you know, uh, (laughs) the name of the Christmas tree cake. Wherever you are in our great state, we're off to a rousing start today. Hope you enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. You can do it with a simple click of the uh, the mouse there, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Remember, every purchase goes straight. Garn doesn't, not every purchase, a, par- a portion of every purchase goes straight. No, no, you said it. <laughs> Corn dogs for all these people, Shane. 100% of the purchase. They decided they didn't want to make any money this month. Ah, Pip printing and signs over in Ridgeland. Guys, if, if you're tr- if you're just starting up your business or if you want to bring an attention, new signage can play a big role in that. You know, if I don't see your sign and your sign doesn't catch my eye, I'm probably not coming in. Doesn't matter how good the products you offer are inside. You've got to get people in the front door. Pip printing and signs can help you with that. They've been doing it for over 30 years. They're bulldog owned and operated, and every sale you make with them, 10% goes back to the Bulldog Initiative. You already spend money on printing. If you're a business owner, you're already spending that money. Spend it with PIP Printing and Science and help the Bulldog Initiative at the same time. Call Camden Baker at 601-499-5216. Check them out online, pipridgeland.com. If you need printing or signage, call PIP PIP today. I really feel like that's starting to... I feel like we're getting there. I feel like I'm getting in a groove with that. I like it. It's working. It's working. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are... Looking for uh, Brooks Roberts has uh, has tweeted something. Oh, has he? Yeah, see, he he got me on that one. Uh, 
They do have the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. The Banner M is done, guys. Wrap it up. Put it in the, uh, in the, in the scrap heap of history. We're moving forward with the state script, the M over S, maybe the interlocking MSU if we can get lucky. They've got it all of that at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. I really got some good air on that on that picture. It did good. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's, he, 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 he tweeted the, me doing the heel click. Oh, okay. The, one, the, the, the more recent one. Yeah, you you were. I got up there. You just had pizza. Yeah, I did, which I love. And it was your birthday. It was my birthday that day. Yeah, you were. You were I, was, really I was feeling my. I was feeling my oats that day. No, I like it. I, I I remember very clearly what Steph said as he was like, "What was our contingency plan if he didn't if he didn't land? Like like if you if you if flew I, through the air? No, no. If, if I if I fell. Oh. Yeah, if I just tore both all the ligaments, all the ligaments. I was about to say, does he think you're about to levitate into the air? <laughs> I just raptured off the planet <laughs> on my birthday. Then, uh, Restaurant Tyler, Starville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to grab the best lunch in town. If you're a blue plate kind of person, and I am, I am a blue plate kind of person. I like a meat and three. They've got the best one in town at Restaurant Tyler. Lunch, dinner, Sunday brunch, the best meal in town's all under one roof, guys. It's it's Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. Let PriorityOneBank.com be your guide to find the location near you. If you live in Central Mississippi, there's one near you. And you can build a relationship with a community bank that gives you that small-town feel but offers big-time financial performance. If you're already a Priority One Bank customer, you know about their app and how great it is. It's a lot more than just moving your money around. It's a smooth, streamlined mobile banking app that you can use just about anywhere. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. You know, sometimes you, you have a plan, and you think, okay, this is what we're going to do, and this is how it's going to be, and that's, you know, what you what you want to do. And then the biggest story in college sports happens, and you got to change your plan up. So we will get to the Robbie Awards a little later in the show. Uh, but we have to talk about the fact that the SEC is a different animal today than it was 24 hours ago. I enjoyed doing Future Brian last night where I was just like, the guys don't know that in three hours the college football world is going to change forever. Yes. Uh, and, they, and we didn't. Uh, but Nick Saban has retired the day that we all knew would eventually come. Kind of grabbed us by surprise. I hope you've watched the video of our reaction to it on Sports Talk uh, as, as it broke live while, we, while Richard was in the middle of a genteel apparel ad. Um, just your, your, you know, everybody's given their thoughts, Robbie. So let's not let's not fall into that trap. Let's just talk about Mississippi State. Maybe the biggest Mississippi State villain of all time. I, if I did the math right, he's twenty four and one against Mississippi State in his coaching career at LSU. And and, 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 and the one win was Sylvester Croom. Well, so, Croom is the uh, that is an unbelievable thing that Sylvester Croom is the only Mississippi State head coach to ever beat Nick Saban. Not Mullen. Not Jackie. Not. Uh, Obviously not Moorhead, not Mike Leach. Sure as hell not Zach Arnett. Oh. Sylvester Crew. That's 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 really saying something. Um and you know, we've talked about that game so much over the past years about how, gosh, if state could just show a little ability to compete with Alabama, it would mean something. And they never did. He, he it's almost like he took a perverse pleasure in embarrassing Mississippi State. He did it more often than not. They had like two 
competitive games against them in his career. Yeah, in his career, state state has Out, th- outside three. of the outside of 07. when when he got going. Right, his first year at LSU, state <clears throat> lost by seven in overtime. Uh, two thousand. Uh, uh, what what year was that? Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand fourteen against was Alabama the, was the, uh, when state was number one. Yep. And 2017, Mullen's last ever game as the head coach at Mississippi State. Uh, Against Alabama. That was his last ever game. He never coached a game again after that game. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you go back and watch, the results bear that out. I I see what you're saying. Yes. He he dominated Mississippi State in a way that you don't, I mean, I don't know what Johnny Vaught's record was against Mississippi State. My guess is those are probably the, the two biggest Bulldog beaters of all time. Yeah, I mean, he really did. I mean, you're talking about... 15 straight wins? Yes. Is that right? From 08 to, to, to 23, yeah. The only team he 16, owned... 16 straight. The only team he owned worse than Mississippi State was Arkansas. Arkansas. He never lost to them uh, at at Alabama. I think that's right. I believe that's correct. Yeah, they, they, are, they are Mississippi State's saving grace there. Yeah. He absolutely owned them. State never could... Whatever the style of play you call it... That was a terrible matchup for Mississippi State every time. It wasn't just that they had better players, though that was the the main reason. But the style of play, State just could not couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw some games where they played some pretty good defense against them, but they just could never score. It, it was crazy. Like they just the whatever they were doing on offense, they just never could score against them. So. Every Mississippi State fan should be absolutely thrilled that Nick Saban is no longer roaming the sidelines there in uh, Tuscaloosa. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I knew the day would come, but I didn't know that it was going to be November, or January uh, 10th of 2024. But it has come and gone now. And so when we look at and of course, you know, it comes when Mississippi State doesn't play Alabama next year. Yeah. So... This is what I think will happen. Which might be good. Give them, give them a couple of years to, to kind of, lose their talent. That's what I think is going to happen, right? You ha- I mean, they'll still be really good. Yeah. But they're not going to be this immortal freak of nature thing anymore. No, right? it's going to be... Who was right after, after Bear Bryant? Ray Perkins. Ray and Perkins. They, they were not good. They weren't good? Yeah. Was it Gene Stallings that was, like, was really good, but like he was... Two kind of compared to Bear a little bit. No, that was that was Ray Perkins. That was Ray Perkins. And, per- and Perkins, his problem was like as soon as he took over, he was like, "Let's not talk about Bear Bryant anymore." Mm. And you can't do that. And whoever comes in now is gonna have to be like, "Yeah, I'm," you know. So like, you you want to you want to continue the process that's gonna keep everybody's minds at ease. Right. So Bear Bryant's last game is the '82 uh, Liberty Bowl. They go eight. They finish the season eight and four. He retires at the end of the year. He's dead. What like a month later? Yeah. Immediately, Alabama goes eight and four the next year. So you remember when I say eight and four, that there's a bowl game in there because that's mm-hmm. back when we played eleven, and then they went five and six, yeah, in the second year. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Then they go eighty five. They go nine and two, ten and three, uh, seven and five, and then at this point, I guess Bill, Bill Curry is probably wouldn't it Bill Curry? Bill Curry, I think, took over in eighty seven. I could be wrong on that. So, I mean. Michael Borky made the point yesterday on Sports Talk. He's like, oh, Alabama, they can't screw this up. And I'm just like, man, Alabama has screwed it up a lot in the past. Yeah. 
Look at, look at those coaches. I mean, look at all the coaches after Bear Bryant. Yeah, Stallings won Gene a national Stallings title. Stallings was the only one that had them playing similar to what Bear Bryant did. Correct. And Mike even, DeBose. And then they go. Not I mean, very good. From Mike Shula, not very good. They go 92 to 2009 without a national title. They yeah. went 17 years. Mike DeBose, Dennis Franchione. Ugh. Remember him? Yeah. Mike Price, as we all know, Mike Shula. Mike I mean, Price. They, I mean, he didn't even coach a game. They, That's they, the guy who had the. Um, yeah. He was the. He was kind of the Hugh Freeze of the. Before 2000s. there was Hugh Freeze, there was Mike Price. <laughs> Mike Price wasn't went, went around on the cell phone. He was going straight to the brothel. Didn't he coach the minors of UTEP? Uh, he coached. He may have. He coached. He coached them after. Yeah. 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 Correct. He coached Washington State before that. Yeah. You can. Everybody can screw up a coaching hire. Yes. Everybody. There. There is nobody is entitled to. Success just, just from the name. So, what? I'm just reading some some texts that we have been sent to you and I. So, oh, okay. Um, um, that make me want to vomit. <laughs> yeah. So they can make a bad hire here. Yeah. They almost so, made a they almost made a really bad hire before they hired Nick Saban, and they lucked into that. They have the money. Yeah. They have the money to make a good hire. But here's the thing. It's becoming increasingly tougher in college athletics, hiring away a sitting head coach that is in a, at a really good spot because teams are competitive. T- programs are competitive now with, with how they pay coaches, their NIL structure, the rosters. Mm-hmm. Dan Lanning um, has announced that he's staying at Oregon, which – I've always thought it would be tough to pull him. Mm-hmm. Why would he leave Oregon where he's competing for a national championship, has a great situation, and come follow up the greatest of all time in Nick Saban? Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to go there unless he just that's wants just, to that's just coach a dream job for him, which it might be. I don't, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of coaches that don't want to take that chance. Now, you're going to make a lot of money regardless, but – do you want to go there? Because eventually you're probably that that's the pinnacle of your career. You're not going to go to a better place than Alabama. So the only thing that can happen is you live up to their expectations mm-hmm. or you don't and you get fired. Mm-hmm. There's there's literally no other way around around it. That place has expectations like you've never seen before. Yeah. And now they they've set they're set in a completely unrealistic realm because who can live up to Nick Saban? I, I don't think there's ever going to be another Nick Saban. There isn't, and, and that's that's the thing. is is Are Alabama fans going to are they going to be able, okay when they go 9-3? and three? Yeah, because that's, that's coming at some You're point. going to have a year. You're going to have a year where you know we go nine and three. You know, Alabama's still going to have years where they're, they're going to be in the playoff. They're going to be competing for national titles. That's not going away. Can do they have the patience when they have a down year and they go nine and three and they miss the playoff and they're playing in the Citrus Bowl? Are they going to be okay? Yeah. You know, Saban got away with that in uh, 2010 because he had just won the national title. Right. Then he followed up with back-to-back titles. Uh, you know, could a could a coach you know who doesn't win? A national title right off the bat, get that same kind of, of patience. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So we're going to find out. Every year when I do my know the foes stuff, like before the games, when I get to Alabama, mm-hmm. the 
the coach section that I write about mm-hmm. is always the longest because some of the information that I look up on Nick Saban is just so mind blowing. Yeah, I have to put it in there. the The stat it, that that caught my eye yesterday was twenty nine losses, forty four first round picks. Yeah, that's a I mean, stupid statistic. And, and and you look at too like the consistency that he's done things is just unbelievable. Like it, you're going to have turnover on your roster, which he did. You're going to have turnover in your coaching staff, which he did. Look at all the offensive and defensive coordinators that he had, and almost every time he turned around and he had a team competing for a national championship. The last time he had. Two loss, more than two losses, you said it, 2010. 14, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. 2010. By the way, that might have been his most talented team. That had Julio Jones, yeah. Ingram, and Trent Richardson, Mark Barrett. That, that, that was coming off the national title. They were preseason number one. They just, and they, just, I mean, they should have beat Auburn that year. They should have beat Cam Newton. They had them, they had them beat. And they, they lost to LSU by like one. Yeah. I think. So that was, I mean, that team was good enough. After that first year, like he was, you know, he was what he was. And, you know, the last three years, they haven't been the dynasty that they were. And, you know, Georgia has kind of passed them a little bit, although they beat Georgia this year and they've, they've won those battles too. But, you know, Georgia, from a consistency and dominance standpoint, they're kind of taking over that spot. Yeah. But continuing, I mean, what's so impressive with him is. He's an old school coach and you can tell and he's you know he does things a different way but he always knew what he had to do to continue to stay at the top. Yeah. I mean you think about whenever he went from that like pro style mindset on the offensive side of the ball to hiring Lane Kiffin to mm-hmm. be his offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and then hiring Steve Sarkeesian after that. He evolved with the times. He saw that the game was changing offensively. He brought in an innovative offensive mind, and all of a sudden, you know, they go from a you know the most dominant defensive force in college football to my God, these guys can score some points, yeah. racking up uh, you know wide receivers, ungodly wide receivers that they had during that stretch with Rugs and and Smith and and all those guys. I mean. It's just been an incredible run. I mean, we I don't think we'll ever see this again. I, I just think there's going to be so much balance in college football to the point where teams are just fluctuating with the transfer portal and NIL and stuff. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. I think Georgia is still kind of in that realm a little bit, but it's going to be hard to sustain that success at that kind of level like Nick Saban did. You're right. I mean, you're just right. But, I mean, they can still be a really good program. They can still win national titles. It's just not going to be this every year 10, 11, 12 win thing. I want to see who they hire. This is super intriguing. Yeah. I, I just don't know what what's going to happen here. Yeah, you, you can go a lot of different ways. You can go to Boer at Washington, who I think would be a good fit for them. You could go Mike Norvell. Makes some sense. He's a little outside the box, but you know he's built built two two programs pretty well. Mm-hmm. If Florida State had kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit after Jimbo Fisher, and he had to clean up a a, a lot, mm-hmm. and he's kind of built them back up. Great recruiter, great coach, 
Um, I don't know if they would hire Lane Kiffin. I think with Kiffin, you tell me if you think I'm wrong. It's more about the butterfly effect. It's where does where does where the, does he where go? does Saban's replacement come from? Yeah, does that job go to Kiffin? Like I thought with Lanning, I thought Oregon would be a good fit for Kiffin. Yeah, I think Florida State would be a good fit for Kiffin. If, I think I think if Sarkeesian were to go, I think that would be a good fit. I think Florida would be a good. fit. I don't know if, if but that's not going to happen this cycle. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about who this could replace who could replace Saban. You know, and then you look at Kalen DeBoer. Is Washington a place where he would go? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. It would be, by the way, the funniest thing ever would be Lane Kiffin coaching Will Rogers. That would be pretty funny. It would be incredible. He he would go get somebody he else. He would bring Dart with him. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't think Bama would hire him. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I, I don't think. The man's won, he won 11 there. games this year at Ole Miss. That, yeah. that means he has the ability to win, 13, he has the ability to win a national title. Yeah, at, I at just Alabama. think. The way things ended there last time, he's it's probably not gonna happen. You know, he's not really a fit for what they're they're a little more buttoned up. Yeah, you know, like Greg Byrne, I just don't see him. Going I can't after see that. Greg Byrne saying, "Yeah, let's hire this guy who just last week trolled a a player's mom on Twitter." Yes, I mean, simple he, as that. You know, tweeting all the time. You know, that's just not gonna be their style. But like you said, the other spots are intriguing. I just wonder, you know, he's kind of like landing right now. He's in a good spot. Making a lot of money, that roster is built to contend next year. But like we talked about, he could very easily take those guys with him if he does go. Somewhere. He does. He could. So. I just I don't know if this is the time for him, but nothing really makes sense. I don't know if there's a book that tells you how things are going to turn out. Yeah, no, there isn't. You know, so nothing's off the table. Yeah. It would. It would. All be, things are possible through God. So let's write that down. That's right. And coffee. <laughs> Strange brew. Stop. The brew god. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. I think that's maybe the longest we've ever talked on it. I mean, it's really not a, a Mississippi State topic, but it, it is an SEC topic. It, it affects Mississippi State because there is a trickle-down effect. You know, when you had two monster having Georgia and Alabama up there, I mean, it's difficult, right? You're always going to have to play one of them, right? You're yeah. always going to have to play one of them on your schedule. Now, Alabama, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who the next guy is. It doesn't matter. If it's Kiffin, and look, Kiffin's a great coach, and he'll win a lot of games. He might even win a national title at Alabama. But Kiffin is not going to be a year-in, year-out, 12-0, 11-1 guy. All right? DeBoer, Norvell, none of those guys are going to be year-in, year-out. It's know. been really quiet on Dabo. Do you think he's a possibility? Can't be. He, if you're not going to do the portal, you can't coach at Alabama right now. You're it's not, not like Saban. Imagine he walks into the first meeting at Alabama and says, our, our NIL is the name, image, and likeness of God. <laughs> We're really on a God kick here on the show. But I don't know. They probably that. would like that there. The, the, the well, boosters would. The players would be like, get the hell out of here, buddy. I mean, it's not like Saban was like going out there and, and pulling in 20 guys out of the portal, though. He was just kind of filling spots. If you could, if you could convince the administration, hey, I'll do, I will use the portal when I need to. He could be the guy. He's got ties there, played there. <coughs> I just don't he think it's a good happen. coach. I, I just don't see it happening. I just don't. I just don't know if like the like. I don't. I think that he's going to use the portal. He's going to have to, or he's going to be. He fired. Has, they don't have a single. Clemson doesn't have a single portal commitment still today. Yeah. 
Why is he doing that? Because he doesn't believe in it. But like he's willing you, to take. But look at what he's done the last two years. Now I like get he's going to have look, to. I get it. I agree with you. But By the some way, people I, are principled in a way that they're just not going to do that. I'm going to take credit. I predicted this on Dabo two years ago mm-hmm. when the portal thing started happening. And he started talking about like kids just aren't loyal and stuff. Mm-hmm. I said then he will be left in the dust mm-hmm. if he doesn't adjust his thinking. Agreed. And nobody's talking about Clemson right now. Agreed. They went from a national championship, competing for the playoff every year, to competing to play, you know, in a bowl game at eight and four, nine and three, whatever. Yeah, they 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 Seven had to five. they had to come back to beat Kentucky in the Tax Slayer Bowl this year. Ugh. That's that's where Clemson. Kentucky, is. by the way, like people keep making it out to be like Mark Stoops is just he's squeezing every bit of the juice out of the lemon. They're getting good players out of the portal. Yeah. Devin, and De- recruiting. Devin Leary and, was a massive disappointment this year. I thought he was going to be really good and he was not. So like are they really getting all the juice out well, of these players? This year he's got a former five-star guy, right? Then Vandergriff. Five-star uh, kid. Is that who went there? Yeah. I don't know. So I mean they they got all these offensive weapons and they've never done I, hardly I, anything I, on offense. I know, I know. So, so like I, I just don't. And buy it, it looks like Will there. Levis was a lot better than maybe we gave him credit for, and, and they didn't get enough out of him. So that and that that's kind of my thinking too on him. Yeah. Is you know we just keep looking at him and saying like what are people saying in him because he looks so bad. Yeah. At, at Kentucky or average. Yeah. And you know the GMs they know their stuff, so it's just like I'm sitting there like racking my brain. You know, Kentucky's taking the ball out of his hands late in games. They don't trust him. He just didn't really look comfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was them. Yeah, maybe so. All right, let's move into the Robbie Awards. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. It's always grilling season around the Haydad household. I hope it is at yours as well. And if it is, well, then you need to be grilling steaks. You need to be grilling burgers. You need to be putting a brisket on the smoker. Whatever it is, go and see. I'm telling you, you can, you'd be surprised at the quality of cuts you can find at your local grocery stores. There's always great stuff at mine. Check it out. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends of the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. And in about 15 minutes, it's going to be the place to find Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk. Ooh. We're getting as soon as we waiting. wrap things up here, we are headed out to the Cotton District to enjoy. I've been waiting for a smoked wings to come into my life. I've been waiting for those pork rind nachos. <laughs> Is there any band that doesn't want pork rind nachos? <laughs> I just say it's. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to get a chicken Chipotle taco! <laughs> we are. We are, uh, Brian. That's His name is Brian, too? It is. Yeah. Well, all that being said, we, we are moments away from a tremendous trip to Two Brothers Smoked Meat. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years, guys. And no, it, it's just not possible for a business to stay open if they don't take care of their customers. So 49 years means you can trust. When you make a, a purchase from Advantage Business Systems, when you get your new copier or printer, your new computers from there, you can trust that when you need service, they're going to be there for you. And they've got 49 years worth of receipts to prove it. 
what more can I tell you than you can trust Advantage Business Systems to deliver the service after the sale? And because they're in Mississippi just like you, a lot of times they'll be able to take care of you the same day. Give them a call at 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Grove, I keep saying it, guys, the Banner M, it's no mo. It's time to go. It's time to get new stuff. If you're still holding on to Banner M stuff, you are going to look like the maroon is all that matters, people, at this point. It's true. You don't want to be those guys, right? It's sad but true, guys. You know it's sad but true. (laughs) So, head over to the Rogue or check them out on therogue.com. And look at the Collegiate Collection. Great looking, stylish polos and pullovers. They've got the logos that you want, including the M over S logo, which we're going to need very soon for, uh, for, for for baseball season. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. I don't know what... This is obviously the, the third annual. This is your third year with me, right? Yes. So, okay, so this is the third annual... 22... Yes, but we we skipped a year of the uh, 22, Robbie. 23, 24. But we skipped a uh, a Robbie's your first coming out of so that would have been that have been Joel then so yeah we skipped Joel's after the twenty twenty year twenty twenty we yeah. did the Joel tees so I uh, my first one was twenty two yeah second one twenty three and yeah. then twenty four so I, this so will this be is my third, third annual uh, Robbie's awards yes. but in terms of giving awards. These are, let me see if I can find it out here. I believe, I believe it was 2018 the first year. No, 2017 was the first year. So that would make this the eighth annual, I guess, but we skipped a year. So the seventh annual awards show here on the podcast from the BB Awards to the Joel T Awards and now the Robbie Awards. We are pleased to welcome you here for this year. This is a different awards than we've ever done before in that football had almost no presence whatsoever. Yeah. Once we get past the first one here, male athlete of the year, we're done with football. Yeah, 20, 21 was like the 21 into 22 was the best one, I think. Yeah, because you had the national baseball, title. There's a lot of football baseball. Football was was solid. But you had yeah, you had like Will Rogers threw for 4000 yards and, yeah. and you, you know, you had you had stuff there. But yeah, we're really digging on this on this year. I mean, wasn't great. No, wasn't great, Bob. Not great. Ah, so let's have a look at our winners this year. We went with the male. Do you have the the, the list in front of you there? Do you have it? No, I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll let you announce since these are the Robbie's awards. Okay, so just go to my Twitter feed. All the all the tweets are there. We have the male athlete of the year to start off. Uh, Tolu Smith. Mississippi State basketball, Buki Watson, Mississippi State football, Dakota Jordan was our nominee for Mississippi State baseball. Nobody stood out as far as track or golf that just, you know, like I, I couldn't put anybody. Like I, I think Nuno Borges was was a, a, a nominee one year. Unfortunately, he was in like the same year as like Mangum, yeah, and, and uh, Jeff Simmons. So, uh, with seventy six point four percent of the vote, Robbie, the winner is, ladies and gentlemen. The winner of the Male Athlete of the Year, Buki Watson, Mississippi State football, with seventy six percent of the vote. You surprised by that? I thought totally a little bit, but he was win. Yeah, I'm I'm a little. I'm surprised the discrepancy there, but 
I thought Buki definitely had the the case. If anybody Dude, ever wants SEC to say, defensive player of the year by one outlet. If anybody ever wants to say Mississippi State's not a football school, just show them that poll right there. Yeah, exactly. Seventy six percent of the vote for a team that went five and seven. I'm just, I'm really I really thought to yeah. You can sort of see the way I think it's going to go and the way I put the the nominees in there. Yeah, and I had Tolu first. I thought he was going to win easily. Yeah, and instead he got blown out. So congrats to Buki. He is the winner of the prestigious four fingered hand turkey. Uh, we, will, we will get that out to him. Uh, he's got an SEC Defensive Player of the Year trophy, probably that means somewhere. Nothing. He's got a. He's he's going to the Senior Bowl. Nothing. All SEC. It's nothing in comparison. Nothing compares to the prestige. That's correct. Of the, of the Robbie's Awards, our female athlete of the year, three nominees from the women's basketball program: Jessica Carter, from soccer goalkeeper Maddie Anderson, and. From women's golf, Julia Lopez Ramirez, who uh, was uh, one of the top women's golfers in the country. Yeah. A little closer race here, but we have a winner. Robbie, the female athlete of the year is? From Mississippi State soccer, Mm -hmm. Maddie Anderson. Yeah. Very good. Deserving. Well, it was a... It was a historic year for the soccer team. Yeah. And it shows in these awards. Yeah. People really did their homework, I think. Yeah, 51.5% of the vote to Maddie Anderson. Jessica Carter second with 30.2. And then Julia Lopez Ramirez, 18.3%. Congrats to all three. That's a good showing for all three of those ladies. Yeah. Uh, But Maddie Anderson is your female athlete of the year. Good thing she doesn't have four fingers. Being a goalkeeper, you need all five. That's right. You need all five. Bob liked soccer, didn't he? So Bob just got into the Premier League this year. Really? Yeah. But wasn't he a soccer guy? I mean, he he liked the women's soccer team because you know he he worked for Mississippi State. He liked but no, like didn't he play some soccer? Oh, I think he played in high school. Yeah, yeah. Starkville yeah. Academy. Yeah, I thought so. You know, he was great at heading the ball in that gigantic afro that he used. He to He did have. have that afro, man. That was wild. It's incredible. Really closely contested thing here. Yeah, this for is Coach crazy. One percent difference. One percent difference between our four nom. I got four nominees here. I wonder if I had done three. What would have happened? But I felt like all four of these guys needed to be on the list. If this was a you know a vote and we'd have to go to a runoff, we'd have to go to a we'd have to go to a runoff. Well, we're not going to do that here. We have a plurality, is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, from Mississippi State men's basketball, Chris Jans. Women's basketball, Sam Purcell. Soccer, James Armstrong. Women's golf, Charlie Ewing. By the narrowest of margins, Robbie, who is our winner for Coach of the Year? The Robbie Award goes to. Mississippi State soccer coach James Armstrong. Wow. A friend of the show. Friend of the show. A Burnley man. And uh well deserved. I, I know that I know that people are going to disagree with that yeah. just because of the, the popularity of basketball. But yeah, I would. when you put into context what James Armstrong has done for Mississippi State soccer, it's incredible. The season that they had this year has never happened at Mississippi State before. So um to me, well deserved. Here's what I would say, Bill. If you got a problem with this, you should have voted. You had yeah. a chance to vote for Chris James. I mean, these are it, this yeah. is 730 votes yeah. on this. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that's, that, that's, that's enough of a that's Very enough tight. of yeah that's enough of a uh, you know wide variety of people that yeah I think it works. All right, our game of the year again. No football and no baseball. In this in this group, I'm still a little surprised by this one. Well, let's talk, let's talk about it. We had three nominees for men's basketball. State beats TCU in overtime here at the Hump, 
That was a top 15 win, which, by the way, we haven't even talked. you gotten your thoughts on State beating Tennessee. We'll have to save that for another day. Well, you can watch my YouTube That's, reaction yeah, video. You should watch Talking Dogs. Uh, so State beats TCU. I thought that was the best win they had last year as far as men's basketball. In women's basketball, I went with their win over Creighton in the NCAA tournament to advance to the second round, the first ever uh, team to do that from the play-in game. And then Mississippi State soccer wins against the number 3 seed Brown in the NCAA tournament to go to the Sweet 16. Three worthy uh, candidates. Robbie, the winner for Game of the Year is? The Robbie Award goes to Mississippi State's win over Brown, pushing them into the round of 16. 51% 51% of the votes, so 600 votes. Soccer's taking over, man. You need It's time to start getting into the Premier League with me. I don't know about that. Come on now. You know you want to do it. So I did watch like three soccer so games this year. We've so. had three, four awards, and three of them have been from soccer. Yeah. It's a dynasty. It as is. As Tywin Lannister would say. All right. Newcomer of the year. There wasn't a single football player I even considered for one second. I can't believe it. Uh, went with two from baseball. Dakota Jordan and Gerangelo Sanjay. Mm-hmm. Sanjay? I still don't know how to pronounce it. Sanjay. I Sanjay, I believe is correct. And then from women's basketball, Debrisha Poe was my uh, my third nominee. This was a runaway, as it probably should have been, Robbie. The Robbie Award goes to? Go, DJ. Dakota Jordan. Yeah. 84.7% yeah, of blew, the vote. Blew him away. Blew him away, as he should. Yeah, he had yeah. an incredible season yeah. for a true freshman and a bad year for Mississippi State. Fantastic. All right, and then last but certainly not least, our moment of the year. It's sort of hard to quantify what a moment is, but I thought I did my best. We went with Dakota Jordan's incredible walk-off win, walk-off hit against uh, Ole Miss on Super Bulldog Saturday in front of an NCAA record crowd. Mississippi State women's hoops becomes the first team to advance to the second round from the play-in game. Mississippi women's State women's golf plays for a national title. They were in the final uh, eight of the national championship uh, series. Or MSU soccer makes the Sweet 16. Pretty good spread amongst all these. 768 votes total. Robbie, who's the winner? The Robbie Award goes to... Dakota Jordan and his walk-off win over Ole Miss it needed to be Super Bowl that, right? weekend. Yes, and it, that's the first one that feels normal. Every now and then, I'll watch that video back. It's been, great. I videoed it. Yeah, and just the reaction of yeah. it was. I mean, you just don't see that in college baseball everywhere. No, it was in front it, of it was, almost what seventeen thousand people, and that was that was legit. By the way, you there, could you not could fit not another person have in there. Fit another person. The stadium would have collapsed. That, but like. That's the potential of Mississippi State's fan base and mm-hmm. in other sports too. It is. It it shows you how they feel about baseball, but they could do that in other sports. To have that many people at a baseball game when your team is, you know, coming off a losing season, you had a losing record, I think, at the time then as well, and you still had a record crowd. It was it was unbelievable. There you go. So those are the winners. For the 2024 Robbie Awards. Thanks to all who voted. Um, our biggest category was Male Athlete of the Year. Almost 1,100 votes. In case you're wondering, I did screw up the times on these, but it doesn't matter. It's, I'm going to laugh when we come back tomorrow when Jans has won. Yeah. 
We we got enough at this point. I think we're good. Yeah, I'm just I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, I may delete the posts to be totally honest with you, just to make sure there's no shenanigans. I, we we will not stop. The, we have stopped the count. Stop the count. The count has stopped. Every now and then I'll do that. Like I'm just tired of seeing people respond to yeah. something I'm I'm doing. I'm just like I I, just, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I had one the other day. I had a tweet that one of the porn bots liked. Oh God! And so that set off a firestorm. It's like something from two years ago. Like I just keep looking up. Like yeah, Allison has liked your tweet. Jennifer has liked your tweet. Marjorie has liked your tweet. I'm like, you're all a bunch of porn bots. You don't like anything. You're not real people. I tell you, one time I had um, I I had a tweet about Dak Prescott. It was Dak Prescott. Kurt Warner had said something about how Dak Prescott like just folds and at the end of games or whatever. And so I went and looked up his like come from behind wins, like fourth quarter wins, and they were they had they were more than what Kurt Warner had yeah. accomplished in his career. And that tweet got like 30,000 retweets. Oh it, my god. It was the it, I've never had something go off like that. Yeah. And it was just so overwhelming, I had to delete it. Like it was just wow. the people fighting in my mentions like at the time, I don't think you could you didn't mute have the mute conversation. conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah. This was like 20, 2018 or oh, yeah, something. Oh yeah, you didn't have that. Yeah. So like, I was just like, I can't, I can't see anything Mississippi State related on my yeah mention. So I, I, I got to delete it. There you go. All right. Uh Monday. Oh, first off, just a, just a, a note. You're probably wondering. We didn't talk about it. I will be speaking later today to former Mississippi State and Alabama beat writer and noted imbecile Brett Hudson. I'll talk to him later. He's been uh, doing some work for the AP, covering Alabama basketball, so we'll preview Saturday's game with the Crimson Tide. Suddenly a massive game for Mississippi State, a chance to really put a big statement in, yeah. uh, maybe even jump back into the top 25 uh, with a win against the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we'll, we'll recap that on Monday's show. Uh, we may have some more recruiting news to talk about. Robbie said there's going to be some folks on campus this weekend. Um, by the way, those kids are from Captain Shreve. Yes. I know the athletic director there of all things. Really? Yeah. He's married to a friend of mine from high school. Yeah. Um, two big offensive linemen. One of them's a four star. Oh, there you go. I think he's got some interest from LSU. Never, so. never too early to get guys on camp. Oh, he's got interest from LSU? Yeah. Ah, well. It was, it was fun. Yeah, that goes. So, all right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.